Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Come on in to Open House with Sharon Caddy. It's more than just buying and selling. It's decor, lifestyle, family, tips, advice, and so much more. Open House with Sharon Caddy. Well, joining me today, tackling the uh, the task of organizing, I have Suzanne Perrette, who's a professional organizer with Organized My Chaos. Hey, Suzanne. Hi, Sharon. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you know, it's funny. Before we got started today, I was saying if I, if I could show you around this room that I'm sitting in that in this little, we're actually doing this on video too, and this little shot, I look so organized, but my room here is not organized right now. It would probably give you like nightmares. But um, (laughs) organization is something that I think we could all use a little bit more of in our life. But I'm curious, what brought you to become a professional organizer? Fun story. I've actually been organizing since I was a child. So uh, probably about seven years old. Um, I started with my mom's spices, um, (laughs) organizing them. My dad had a hobby room in our basement. I was organizing that. My parents are like, she must've done something wrong. Why is she, why is she being so good? But I literally had something in me that was driving me to organize these spaces. And in university, I would go to my friend's apartments or dorm rooms and I'd be, we'd just be hanging out and I'd be looking at stuff going, I need to organize this. And I would just get up spontaneously and organize things for them. So I kind of became known as the organizer. And when I moved to Toronto, I'm originally from the East Coast. When I moved to Toronto in 2001, um, I realized, you know, there's a market for this. I can actually do this as a business. And uh, that's when Organize My Chaos was opened. So 13 years now, still going strong. So love it. Yes. Amazing. So I've always been curious, though, because I mean, I think the idea of bringing in someone like yourself, a professional organizer, is a fabulous idea because all of us are a little intimidated by taking things on like it's it's there's so many levels to this. Um, But even when someone gets past all their their fears and everything and contacts you, what do you find that initial meeting to be like? Is there sometimes is there still that nervousness or are they intimidated? Are they afraid? What do you come up against when you meet someone who's a client? So typically it starts with a, with a phone call or email. And I will, you know, if typically, even if they email me, I'll give them a call. Um, and a lot of times there's, there's a lot of sense of shame or embarrassment. Uh, I don't want you to come over. I don't want you to see my stuff. I'm embarrassed. I got to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my job as an organizer to kind of calm their nerves and say, you know, we got this, like, this is, it's going to be good. Um, The most difficult part is actually picking up the phone and making the call to an organizer. I think Mm -hmm. after that, it's smooth sailing. Um, But definitely there is, no one wants to be judged for, you know, um, the amount of stuff that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think with the phone conversation, to kind of put them at ease and they feel like I'm not going to come in and start throwing at all their stuff. Um, it, it makes a big difference for them, for sure. 
Okay, for when you go to a client and uh, to organize them, I know if I take it from a personal perspective, if, if Joe, uh, he, if he needs something and he'll say, oh, I need such and such. And I'll say, it's in my purse. I'll be there in a second. He goes to, to go get it. I kind of right. lose it a bit because he's going into right. my stuff. There's nothing in there that's bad and nothing I'm afraid of, but it's still that, that sense of knowing someone's touching your stuff in your stuff. Do you come up against it a lot? Yeah, I think definitely I want to make sure that the clients are on board with me coming over to their house. And there are times when someone will be like, can you organize my husband's stuff? I need to make sure that everyone's on board with that. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to touching someone's stuff, I think there's definitely amount of respect. So, you know, you are inviting me into your house and you're inviting me to touch your stuff. And I want to do that with respect. And, you know, I think the other thing that makes people worried is, is she going to make me throw everything out? It's definitely not the case. That's not what we're about. Um, you know, it's about going in and talking to people about what they have. And if they're willing to get rid of that item, then absolutely, I'll help them with that process. But I'm not going to you know, walk in and start, this is going and this is going. <laughs> it's not like that at all. So it's, it's very, it's a very, surprisingly, it's a very fun uh, thing to do. And I think people will be shocked by that, but it's actually, it's not that bad. So yeah, I would think though that even people that are hesitant or are having difficulty at the top must feel great afterward. I think they do. I've had, you know, I've had clients that have actually, uh, cried at the end of the process because I'm, and you know, I'm not, I'm not a surgeon. I'm not saving lives, but you know, to make that difference in someone's life that they've had a lot of chaos or trauma in their life and you've come in and you've, you know, organized things in a way that makes sense to them. And they feel so much more in power of their situation because, you know, clutter causes stress. Mm -hmm. It causes uh, anxiety. It causes sickness, you know, with dust clutter, cluttering up and, you know, there's so many positives to getting organized. I think that once people feel that weight lifted off their shoulders, they are so much happier. Have you found, though, in the past couple of years since COVID and everybody spending so much more time indoors that people have recognized the need to do this more? I think people are going a little stir crazy. Um, obviously, at the height of the pandemic, when, you know, Home Depot, everyone was doing renos in their house and people are realizing, oh, my gosh, I've got all this stuff. And in actuality, it is just stuff. It's, you know, it's not the important things in life. It's not relationships. It's not your health. Um, this stuff is replaceable. So I think when you're day in and day out looking at something saying, oh my gosh, if I have to look at that one more time or this mess one more time, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Um, then that's the time to call on the organizer. I'd say for sure. Um, have you ever walked into a space and almost been overwhelmed to the point of like, it's almost impossible? <laughs> you know, I've only you know, I've only had that situation happen once. Um, and it was a pretty heartbreaking situation. Um, this woman, um, uh, and her husband were going to be evicted from their home oh my um, gosh. due to a severe hoarding situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I came to the house and I was letting them know, you know, we've got this much, we've got 3000 square feet. Um, and you've got about, you know, 5,000 square feet. So like, there's just stuff to the ceiling. It's everywhere. It's insane. There was just, it was a really bad situation. And, uh, I, I was explaining to her, you know, we literally have to, you know, get rid of this stuff. There's a lot of stuff we have to, you know, donate or sell or whatever. And she's like, no, 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 we'll just put up shelves. Oh. And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Right. And, uh, you know, she just was not, even though the fear of losing her home, she still couldn't get her head wrapped around the fact that, you know, we would need to basically get a dumpster mm-hmm. and get rid of a lot of stuff that was, and, you know, honestly, it wasn't, it was a lot of just junk stuff. It wasn't even mm-hmm. prized possessions, let's say. So it was wow. sad. Wow. So even if we are not dealing with something to that magnitude, I mm-hmm. mean, doing a home, whether it's a couple of rooms or the whole place, it's, it's a big task. How do you decide a timeline? I mean, cause there's so many things at play with mm-hmm. de- between dealing with personalities and sentimentality and sheer volume of stuff. How do you, how do you know how long it takes to do or how, how much time should someone give it? You know, honestly, it depends on the person. It depends on the house. There's so many different situations. I've gone into some people's houses and they're immaculate. You open a cupboard, you open a drawer, Mm. you open, uh, you know, the basement and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, like the job <laughs> is, is going to be huge. So it really depends. And it also depends on how much handholding a client needs. Some people are very much like, just show me what to do and give me some homework and I'm off and running. Whereas other clients are like, you know, I really need you here with me and to help me make these decisions. Um, I'm not able to do it on my own. So usually I like to say to customers or or my clients, you know, let's do a two hour session. Mm -hmm. Let's see how much we can get done in two hours and we can take it from there. Right. So I work within people's budgets, you know, good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you find that generally speaking, it's, it's something that you can sort of give them assignments and do some and then, and in and out. It's funny. I do give my clients homework and I would say mm-hmm. 90% of my clients I give homework to, I come, I don't know if it's like this in real, real estate, yeah. um, but I, I will say, okay, you know what, this is your homework. I need to do this, this, and this. I come back. They're like, yeah, sorry, I didn't do anything. Uh- um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's great for me because I have a business, but I find, you know, sometimes people need someone sitting on them to get things done. That's true. Um, I mean, kind of building on that idea, like, say you get through, you work with a client and the place is looking, it's great and they're happy and everybody feels good. Right. I would think it's kind of human nature that a certain amount of that stuff over time is going to creep back in with new stuff. Um, Is this the kind of thing that you should like it? Say I'm setting up at my year's calendar and my year's calendar includes I just had you in and my place is fabulous. And do you do should you do point checks? Should you have you come in every once in a while to check? Like, how should you maintain it? Absolutely. You know, I have the one in one out rule. So um, I know it's great to go shopping and, you know, go to Holt Renfrew and hit up some stuff, but guess what? There's stuff in your closet you've had for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It needs to go. Um, and one way to do that is actually to turn your hanger around the other side. So when you pull something out, you turn your hanger around, you know, you've worn it and you'll find even during, I mean, COVID year, maybe not so much because we're all in track pants. Um, but in a typical year, in a typical year, um, you can, you're probably only wearing about 20% of your entire wardrobe, Mm -hmm. right? And if you keep bringing in, bringing in, bringing in, I've had clients, they have three closet fulls of clothes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) this will last you for 10 years. Like you won't have, you have to, you know, what an outfit a day for 10 years. Um, we really try to avoid that. I want, you know, I want people to live within, you know, they have a bedroom closet and that's, that's your bedroom closet. Let's not go crazy here, people. So, yeah. yeah. I think you're right though. We do tend, if you, if you really stop, I've done this exercise myself. If you really stop and take a look at what you wear uh, to me, the, the test is, 
what's coming through the laundry all the time. It's the same stuff. Of course. Back through the laundry all the time. So I know personally, I've gotten a lot better at, you know, pulling stuff and going and acknowledging in my own mind that I still really like it. It's pretty. I I haven't worn it in four years. Right. It's pretty. It's really nice. And I don't yeah. need it anymore. I think that's, I guess we all learn that at different times and different for different reasons in our life. But I, I'm proud to say I've gotten better at that. It's, it's hard. It is tough because it's not just, I mean, obviously you can think with your mind, I haven't worn this, but your heart and your memories are attached to items of clothing. It's like, oh, you know, I wore that when my boyfriend proposed or, you know, I had that when I found out I was pregnant. Oh, I wore that when I was a size four. (laughs) Yeah, when I was a size four and I'm going to be a size four next week and I will fit into this. Um, So absolutely, we, we attach these memories and feelings to these items of clothing and it makes it so much harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I said to people who are holding on to that size four, um, guess what? When you actually do get down to that size four, the first thing you want to do is go shopping for new stuff. That's true. Right? Reward yourself for doing it. That's that's a great way to look at it. Plus, if I get back to size four, that stuff's not in style anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. That is correct. Yeah. But if you wait long enough, maybe it will be. I don't know. Come back. Yeah, really. (laughs) That's kind of a sad thing to think. <laughs> now, of course, what I'm, I mean, I think it's great to get organized for day-to-day living because I think that the benefits are great. But a lot of the people who are going to be looking at it when it comes to my side of the business is when they're looking at selling their home. And this comes in two ways. One is just your average client looking to sell a home. And the other um, I found, especially with the market being high and home selling for more and more money, a lot of people who've reached that retirement age and they're either looking at moving into a retirement facility or maybe they're moving in with family. um, And suddenly they have to sell a home that they lived in for 40 or 50 years. And there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I find sometimes there's that, that there's a, a disconnect with, well, we can have this on the market in two weeks. Well, you really can't. I know. Um, it's too hard. Like if someone's going to, how, how soon should they start thinking about clearing things out before they think about selling the house? The biggest mistake people make is leaving it off to the last minute. That is oh, the yeah. big, I can't even tell you. Um, even for a realtor to come in to, to list the house, you have to have the house ready. Mm-hmm. So I would say as soon as you even have a thought in your head, I think I want to move. I'm in the process. I'm looking start well in ahead because a lot of times, you know, I get calls. Can you come tomorrow? Um, sometimes I can. And sometimes I can't um, just because like any business, you get busy. Mm -hmm. So I always advise people book well in advance, start thinking about the process. It's not going to take a couple of hours. I mean, I had uh, a state, I was had an estate sale that I was working on and it was, you know, the house had been built in 1969. They'd lived there since 1969 and it was literally peeling back. It was like a time warp of all this stuff. And it took forever to get through all this stuff. I can't, I can't stress it enough, you know, do it as soon as possible you know yeah so for people who are going through that like you mentioned there are ways to do estate sales how do how can people that are looking at this think how am I going to get rid of all this stuff I don't want to throw it in the garbage what are some of the outlets for getting definitely I you know I always advise for with my with my particular instance with the estate sale I use max sold and they basically came in and cataloged 
everything and sold it. And it was fantastic. It was easy. I didn't have literally, it didn't take me anything. It was a simple phone call to them. They did all the legwork and the stuff was gone in a day, which is amazing. Um, But you know, there's definitely getting someone else in to give you a hand is never a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Donating to your local uh, homeless shelter, women's shelters. Um, You know, you might have a friend who just had a, you know, had needs new dishes or something. I don't know. Uh, Case in point, there's always someone who's willing to take your stuff. Yeah. So I guess if you had like a Facebook if you're with your, within your own friends, I'll put it out to the world, but I mean, you post yeah. on Facebook saying, Hey, I've got these things. Anybody want them? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And if you don't get any traction there, then do take it to like, there's someone, if that coat is too small for you and haven't worn it, you know, there's probably someone out there who really could use that or that set of dishes or that dining room table that they can't afford. So, you know, definitely look at, I, I don't like to see anything go to a landfill, obviously. Um, so that's really important. But if you have stuff that's truly damaged, it's not repairable. Uh, I used 1-800-GUT-JUNK. They were fabulous. Yeah, I've used them before too. They're excellent. Yeah. yeah, they're fabulous. And for all the little stuff that was like, oh my gosh, this is broken. I don't know why this is still here. It's not repairable. 1-800-GUT-JUNK. Definitely. Yeah. I find those estate sales interesting though, because I've seen with a number of different people who've used them and said, I had something in the house, like I, you know, usually it's taking care of a parent's home or something that they're right. getting rid of things. Like, oh, I've seen this ugly stuff. I'm almost afraid to have someone come in and the, the, they come in and they pray and they get massive amounts of money because it's collectible because we all relate to what we see in like HGTV magazine style at home. And some of right. these unique things that, you know, especially I say, especially younger generation, but whatever saying, right. oh, that's kind of gross and ugly. You know, there, there's a market. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a market, um, especially antiques. Um, mm-hmm. There's a store in Toronto called of Things Past, um, and they take a lot of antique furniture and dishes and whatnot. And it's surprising. There's some items you look at and you think, oh, I would just take this to Goodwill and you find out you could make like hundreds of dollars on it. It's it's incredible, actually. That's why Antiques Roadshow is still on the air. That's right. That's right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, when people meet you and, and talk about what you do, do they ever like wonder if you're like Marie Kondo? I find the Marie Kondo thing really interesting, but I don't know, like personally, I, I'm not into the style, but and mm-hmm. do you ever find people wondering if that's what you, if you, I have so many people that? ask me if I'm like Marie Kondo and Marie Kondo is fantastic, yeah. but I am literally nothing like her. <laughs> um, you know, I I feel very awkward asking someone if an item sparks joy. Um, and I kind of make a joke of it sometimes. I'm like, does this item spark joy? Um, yeah. It's just not my personality. I think I come across as maybe a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more carefree. And I'll have hard discussions with you. And I can be, I, I can be pretty frank with you about things, but it's all in a caring way. Like people are like, you're tough, but you're good. And you're not, they don't feel intimidated by the process. Not, you know, not saying Marie Kondo is intimidating, but uh, it's just a different style. If you've ever watched the home edit, I would say the girls on that are probably more aligned with how I do my organizing, just mm-hmm. fun and carefree. Like, uh, you know, it's like a girlfriend coming over to have a coffee and we're going to do some organizing. Um, so it's very, very chill, chill uh, atmosphere. Oh, wow. And before we wrap things up, I have one fun question. If you could pick the one thing and just speak generally across everybody you, you, whose home you've gone to. Is there one place that the biggest offender in the house for where the most stuff gets cluttered in? Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, <laughs> so many places. I would say any place that has a door that can be closed and is not, uh, you know, something that people use all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, junk room. Um, typically anything that doesn't have a home seems to end up in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> garages, uh, storage rooms. I've seen some pretty gnarly offices with a bunch of stuff. So yeah, anything you can kind of shut a door on, you'll, you'll be surprised what you can find in there. <laughs> well, I think we're still at the beginning of the year. It's a good time for people to maybe, maybe you made that new year's resolution. You haven't done anything about it yet. So perhaps getting in touch with you is a good way to get going. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> so people can find you in a number of ways. You have a website. I do. So my website is www.organizemychaos.ca or .com. I actually have both. Mm-hmm. I'm also active on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, uh, not Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, TikTok. actually. Yeah. Yes. So those are all at Organize My Chaos. And I want to tell people that you have some great tips on there too. I do have great tips on there. I've got great videos on my TikTok. So check it out. Excellent. And I invite everybody to check out my website too, SharonCaddy.com. Absolutely. Check out my social media as well. And of course, for the podcast, which you are either listening to or watching right now, um, it's available on all podcast platforms. Also on my YouTube channel, please subscribe. And uh, for If all else fails, go to my website, SharonCaddy.com, click podcasts, and they're all right there. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I feel almost embarrassed to be doing this in this room that if you could see it, (laughs) (laughs) it looks fabulous, Sharon. It looks fabulous. (laughs) Well, there you go. Excellent. Thanks, Suzanne. And thank you all for joining me today for another episode of Open House. Remember to share with everyone, uh, YouTube, all of your podcast platforms, subscribe to the YouTube channel and let everybody know all about it. Until next time, stay well and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For all our episodes, click to SharonCaddy.com. Open House with Sharon Caddy is produced with Aflalo Communications, Inc. Till next time.